0: Beef, 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 beef. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, if you know wrestling, then then you know that this is this is just it it's it's essentially the lifestyle for a lot of people. Oh that's that's real tame. That's real tame for some of the stuff we see on those groups. <laughs> Exactly. (sighs) (sighs) Well, apparently there's plenty of people out there who aren't on the normal end of the spectrum like you and I. And we're going to get pretty deep into that shit tonight. Uh, But we're saying right off the top this is a part one because I guarantee you there will be a part two, probably a part three, and somewhere down the line a part four. Because this is is huge and it's earth-shattering for the wrestling world, especially on the UK end where all this seemingly started. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, very much so. Uh, Yeah, this is going to affect a lot of people. And I'm hoping, you know, everything steers in the right direction and the people who deserve to fall, fall for it. Um, Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed.
1: Al
2: Haft, Tony Stretcher, Harry Light, Sam Muchnick and the man that would be the first-ever NWA world champion, Orville Brown, in an effort to consolidate the many regional championships into one absolute, undisputed world champion of professional wrestling. The idea was to act as an official governing body for professional wrestling through talent and brand name franchising and a territorial system. Though its influence isn't nearly what it once was, The National Wrestling Alliance is still the largest operating league of independent wrestling companies in the world and has seen a huge resurgence since being purchased by Smashing Pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan. The NWA also helped create another top wrestling promotion 18 years ago to the day, Pasty. Yes, that's right, June 19th, 18 years ago, they presented the first ever total nonstop action show conceptualized by Jerry Jarrett, his son Jeff Jarrett, and Bob Ryder on a fishing trip, the three laid the foundation for their new promotion with an interesting concept. They would air their shows on pay-per-view only. Now, obviously, TNA has gone through a lot of changes over the years, and so has NWA, but NWA really... When you think about it, NWA spawned the WWF because it wasn't until... Uh, Vince McMahon Sr. wanted his own world champion because he was tired of not having the world champion in New York that he created the WWWF. And if you think about it, the NWA is also how ECW got started because if you remember, Shane Douglas won the NWA title. And when he won the NWA title, he threw him Eastern Championship Wrestling at the time. He ended up spitting on it, throwing down, and said, This title means shit. We are now Extreme Championship Wrestling, and it helped create ECW. So, besides the fact that WCW was a complete spinoff of NWA after Ted Turner bought it, you can thank the NWA for WWF, WCW, ECW, and TNA.
0: Woo, that's pretty uh, outstanding.
2: They basically created modern wrestling.
0: Yes, I'm excited to see what NWA spawns off in this iteration. That'll be fun.
2: Its weekly shows have been great. I've been keeping up on them.
0: I've been trying here and there. Um, I just started watching the one that you had had pointed out to me with the uh, with the, the the campaigning for the mayor of. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is pretty fucking good. <coughs> So yeah, definitely check that out if you guys haven't already. Uh, weekly content uh, shows Monday through Friday for that ass to snack on.
2: A little something for everybody because they're not all they're they're very different shows, and I don't watch all of them. Obviously, I don't have the time to. But yeah, there's something for everybody. You'll find something you like on at least one of the shows.
0: Yes. Well, happy birthday! Total nonstop action. And uh, happy June 19th, or Juneteenth. God damn, I fucked that one up. (laughs) It was close. It was close. Well, you know, nobody knew about it until Trump made it famous, so. (laughs) What did Trump say about about Juneteenth? I don't don't even know anything about it. Because he planned to have his rally today, and then people bitched about it, so he pushed it back. But then he came out, and he said nobody had ever heard of Juneteenth before and he made it famous. Oh, my you know, like, God gosh! Yeah. He I don't know. So he
2: man. made famous the emancipation of uh, slaves well, in the United States. His
0: administration's done more for, for the African-American community than any president since and including Abraham Lincoln. So
2: you are right. They have done more to the African-American community. That is correct. Wow. I didn't hear that one. But uh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, by the way, there is a there is a petition going around to make Juneteenth a federal holiday, and I would recommend anybody to uh, sign that petition. Yes,
0: very much. And so. if you
2: don't know what we're talking about, Juneteenth, Juneteenth, just look it up. Just look it up in your Google machine. I I said a sentence, but there's so much history to Juneteenth yes. that um, emancipation doesn't doesn't cut it. Justice, so no. Huge, huge. It's a it's one of those. It's like it's like Yom Kippur. It's one of those holidays that I think most people, unless they were Black really never really knew much of.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I uh, didn't know a whole lot about Juneteenth until a few years ago when I was watching Blackish, and they had a whole episode on it.
2: They did. You're right. Yes.
0: I love That's that right. show. I love that show. Good, good show. And now they've spinned it off into three other things, and I don't watch any of them. So. I
2: I, I watched Blackish yet, but Grownish and um, Mixedish. Mixedish, I haven't watched. I watched the first couple of Grownish, and I was like, no. And then Mixedish, I was like, I'm just, you know what? Rainbow is my least favorite character exactly. on there. Yep, so yep, I'm just like, way. I don't want to watch a <laughs> prequel about her. I don't care for her that much. Uh.
0: Ah well, to keep things rolling along, I think it's time for this week's token jar. By the way, rest in peace, Bilbo Baggins. That happened today too.
1: What? I, I, we...
0: Bil- Bilbo, the actor who played Bilbo Baggins in the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, passed away.
1: The little
2: young kid. What's his name? No,
0: no, not 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 him. No, that's that's Frodo. We're talking oh. Frodo's, Frodo's grandfather, father, uncle, whatever he oh. lived with. Uh, Does anybody want, know that actor? I like, don't has he ever done anything? Is, he's mostly famous for that. I'm sure he's been in other stuff. But oh, mostly,
2: I, Bilbo
1: Baggins.
0: <laughs> All right, let's snap right into this token JR.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I we had a match the other day on TV featuring Jimmy Havoc and Nick Sabian. Kip saving. Uh, Kip saving, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, still that Roll tie commercial on ESPNs one of the best of all time. Sure. When their dad flashes the lights. Yep. You ever have somebody, you, you, ever, have a, you ever have a girlfriend's dad do that to you? Uh, just Flair, and he was telling me to steal. <laughs> oh, I have, man. But I was in a situation where I dated three sisters at different times in high school. And their dad was the, the, the was the mort the city's the uh, mortician. And I'd pull up there and and uh sometimes I sit in the car a little too long and the lights were goddamn flashing like it was a beacon. Uh unique time, unique era. Uh, uh this show was just I get conflicted with it.
0: <laughs> unique time, unique era. Um, fat Mac has stories just like that. I don't know what you're talking about, Bob. uh <laughs>
2: He sure does like to just kind of trail off sometimes, he? really
0: he? did. That was, a, that was a huge flip the switch. He's <laughs> like, oh, I fucked up the name. Oh, you called me out on it. We're going to talk about something completely different now. How about <laughs> right. that Roll Tide commercial on ESPN?
2: You almost wonder if he doesn't do it on purpose. Like, is is he just <laughs> losing his mind? Or does he know he screwed up? And so he wants to do something really entertaining that people, oh, they'll remember this. They'll forget
0: that I fucked up. I like to think of it name. as a defense mechanism. <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, it's great because, in all honesty, I mean, it's almost more fun listening to uh, Grill and Jr. for that stuff than than the actual wrestling. I mean, the wrestling history and knowledge and background and opinion is so fun too. But some of these things, I just get the most hoot out of ever. Yeah. They just tickle me so. They're
0: good. They're good. <laughs> Talk about grilling
2: J.R.R. The other day I, was... I
0: grilled up some five-hour ribs on a charcoal grill, and they were fucking amazing.
2: Oh, yeah, awesome. My, uh, that's actually what Mitchell uh, Phantom is making me for uh, Father's Day. He's making me uh, barbecue ribs. So.
0: Nice. Yeah. It was a bit good daunting stuff. controlling the heat on a charcoal grill, but I I, I put a, like a pan of water in and cooked them over the pan of water with the coals on the side. It, it worked out very well.
2: There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Look at you. You're becoming a real grillsman.
0: I'm doing the deal. Gotta do it. It was too fucking hot to cook inside. That's for sure.
2: Uh. I'll tell you who may or may not have been doing it. And that's WWE at Backlash 2020. And that's because Pasty and I didn't watch a single fucking match.
0: I sat so. this one out. Um, they either did
2: or didn't do it. I don't know.
0: It felt really good to sit it out. But then the rest of the week, I was like, I'm missing something. Something is not right. What's off? What's off? You didn't watch the pay per view. Fuck, I don't want to watch the pay per view. And then I listen to some reviews, and I'm like, there's a couple matches on there I might want to check out. Um, I don't know. Did you see the Miz and Morrison music video I shared on the B Six page? No, no, oh, not it's at so all. Great. They have a, a song. It's it's like very like '80s. It's called Hey 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 Ho Ho Ho. <laughs> but that's it's, awesome it, it's pretty amazing and it was like they're it's like a 80s pop song about how they're gonna take the title from strowman it's great uh some of the best work i've seen from the miz and something i just never expected to see from morrison um, so, <laughs> so go watch that it's on facebook.com slash beef sticks podcast um check it out it's funny shit so yes, backlash happened. We didn't watch it, so this is going to be a pretty quick review. Coming in on the kickoff, we had the United States Championship match. Apollo Cruz retaining against Andrade.
2: You know, this is one of the matches that could have been one of the best matches on the card, and again, they just throw it on a pre-show course, for no reason. Of
0: course, you know. Uh, Apollo Cruz has not had any percentage of the amount of spotlight I thought he was going to have when he came to the main roster. Oh, he's been uh, one of the
2: biggest letdowns. And Andrade, surprisingly. I thought there was going to be a lot for him, and then he started banging Charlotte. And even banging Charlotte, he's still stuck on the pre-show with Cruz.
0: (laughs) It's just weird that, you know, Sami Zayn didn't want to come in because of the COVID thing, so they peeled the title off of him because they need to have the titles on the show. But then they put the United States Championship on a pre-show. It's like a backburner belt. Like, why couldn't Sammy just hold on to that IC title at that point?
2: Wasn't well, um, well, yeah, I I agree hundred percent wasn't it that sam was is is sammy in the states i thought he was out of the states and couldn't I'm sure
0: he's it. in canada wherever he lives yeah he's
2: he's in canada so he can't even cross the border but, so you know
0: it's sammy but saying, they could have kept it on political him. with wwe and the saudi arabia shit and so you know even if he felt safe i can't blame him for taking being able to take this time off you know
2: he's he's probably the lowest tier wrestler who has the most balls to stand up to WWE. he really
0: does he really does like and wwe there forever just to irritate vince
2: oh for real because like wwe wouldn't miss him for a second if he left i would you would i I love him i have nothing negative well i'd watch wherever he
0: went though too so
2: oh for sure (laughs) but i mean like they're they're not they're not worried about losing him and he's still every chance he gets he's like nah fuck you (laughs) 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 nope not happening buddy i love it i think it's just great and that's just that's just sammy that's the that's the spirit that got passed down to him from el generico his trainer um then, of course, we had the first match on the card, the Women's Tag Team Championship three-way. Bailey and Sasha de- successfully defended their belts against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and the Iconics.
0: Wrong team one. Should have been iconic.
2: Yeah, obvious team one, though, I think.
0: Yeah. From what I heard, the Iconics did pretty well in this match, and it was their mouth that got the better of them to make them
1: lose.
2: Fun, well, you know, watch- all... All six of these women are just super, super talented, and they're just another list of people that are just getting wasted.
0: Mm -hmm. Wasted. Wasted. Uh, Then we had Seamus defeating Jeff Hardy, just as I predicted.
2: Damn you, Pasty.
0: You don't get piss thrown in your face on Friday to lose on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, that was probably the number one match on the card. That, like, I would have swapped that for Apollo Cruz and Andrade. I don't know that anybody, I don't know anybody in the world that was just clamoring for Sheamus <laughs> versus Jeff Hardy,
0: besides Vince.
2: But, um, but I, I, I am interested. I, I, hey, it's WWE, and I'm interested in where this story is going. I haven't watched any of the television, but I'm interested where the story is going when they, they make Jeff out to be this loser druggie, you know. Using the his past and current issues, let's be honest, against him, but then he loses. So it's like I hope this isn't the. I don't want to see more because
0: Matt's in AEW. It's pretty obvious.
2: Yeah, but let's let's pretend like they want to tell a a good story, okay? Let's just pretend that they're about storytelling and not not petty. Then I would hope, even though. I'm not watching this, so I don't care if there's another Seamus and Hardy match. They can have seventeen of them. I hope this isn't the end of their story because Jeff Hardy should get his retribution because it's supposed to be, you know, he's being he's being made to look bad, right? Like, right, right. Yeah, but they also so, told
0: Rusev he'd come out of the end of that gimmick looking shiny.
2: Yeah. So yeah, he looks shiny right now, doesn't he? Shiny <laughs> somewhere else. Um Yeah. Okay, Raw Women's Championship mask. Mask. Yes. There's a lot of masks going on anyways.
0: Well, Oscar Oscar does wear a mask.
2: She does. And she defended her championship successfully against Nia Jax because it ended in a double countout. Uh, I'm not sure what happened there, but that sounds fun. I mean, honestly. probably
0: injured her too much and then stayed
2: inside <laughs> the ring with her. I, I could see a good brawl in a double countout. So that actually sounds fun. I... I I think they might have did a good call there. Eight minutes and 25 seconds, so it wasn't like just uh, uh, it didn't get to start or they just started brawling out there. Something happened. There you go, folks. Something happened.
0: Something happened. We don't know, but something did happen. Then we had a two-on-one <laughs> handicap match for the Universal Championship, seeing Braun Strowman retaining his championship against the Miz and John Morrison. When it turned out, it was a tag-in handicap match, and whoever won the match would get the championship. And I guess Miz and Morrison stepped on each other's toes a little bit and allowed Braun to pick up the win.
2: I don't know anybody who picked Braun Strowman to win this one. That is just... Wow, talk about the underdog.
0: I know. Two-on-one, it's so unfair.
2: Um... Uh. WWE Championship match. This one really sounded interesting to me. I, yeah. I think this one could have been fun. I might go back and watch this one. We had Drew McIntyre successfully defend his... Wow, as I go through here, nobody lost their championships on this card. That's kind of we cool. we were going to watch. That's cool. Uh, Drew McIntyre successfully defended his WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley. 13 minutes, 15 seconds. I'm surprised they let these two guys go at it, but these are two, these are two guys that were in WWE were wasted, went away, proved their worth, I, honestly, mostly in impact wrestling, but also around the, you know, around the, the horn, but came back. And these are two guys that could be at the top of your company in the immediate future. So well, that's good, my gloss good for them. Over the
0: fact that up until recently, they were both very wasted uh, in WWE still.
2: That oh a hundred percent a hundred percent so that's that's why I'm glad that they're doing something with them at this point at yeah, least yeah and they're giving them like you know thirteen minutes fifteen seconds it's the third longest match on the card yeah I mean,
0: and I wouldn't anticipate these guys can go for you know a good half hour and and put on like a solid match without a lot of rests
2: I think McIntyre could I don't think Bobby I don't know Bobby's got pretty good cardio but I, I McIntyre could with the right person I think
0: yeah. All I know is I'm I'm really strangely looking forward to Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns when all this is over and Roman's back in the ring.
2: That would be good. That would be good.
0: I think they could probably take it out and bring a lot out of each other. Um, just, I don't know. That's all I got to say about that. And then we had the greatest wrestling match ever, Fatback, Mac. Woo. Randy Orton defeated Edge. And I think Edge is injured. And then he also called out Christian on Raw following that and injured Christian, and now he challenged Christian to a non-sanctioned match. So... Yeah, stuff is happening there. I heard this was uh, not the greatest wrestling match ever because that's very subjective, but it was, in its own right, a very good match, which is a pretty opposite of what I heard about WrestleMania across the board between these two. So... Maybe it's worth checking out. This is one I was thinking about, but it is 44 minutes, 45 seconds of yeah, old I guys.
2: I can't fathom. Even these two guys who are consummate professionals, don't get me wrong, but I don't think there's any way that there's 45 minutes of these two guys that's even a good match to me, personally. Like you said, it's all subjective.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I can't imagine watching these two for 45 minutes again there's even a they good were pretty match close
0: to that at mania <laughs> they were and
2: no reason
0: no these guys should be wrestling younger guys and putting them over just like with the Sheamus and Jeff Hardy thing that's where i don't get it like it's kind of a waste of a slot yeah,
2: one of those two go- two guys could be putting over another yeah. guy.
0: who has anything to gain in either of these matches? It's it's just it's. You could have
2: you could have had McIntyre beating Sheamus, and you could have had Bobby Lashley beating Jeff Hardy, and you're helping to build both of those guys. Now there might not be a big age dis- discrepancy between the two, yeah. But there is a, a, a hierarchy and a and a longevity difference between those two. You know what I mean? they yeah. There's newer up and coming guys. Yes. Yeah uh um so we didn't watch the show um i was kind of creative with my best match in final grave pasty i i put the best match every match that wasn't the greatest wrestling match ever because as soon as you call something the greatest
0: wrestling match ever definitely not
2: you just got to shut it down
0: yeah and i gave it a shane mcmahon calling himself the best in the world exactly yeah
2: and I also gave the pay-per-view an F. First of all, it didn't make me want to see it. And second of all, again, if you have the gall to say you're going to, before the match even happens to say you're going to have the greatest wrestling match ever or in the world or whatever, it's, you. I, I, I'm F'ing them just for that. I'm effing them for that, Pasty.
0: I'm going to be is, on the list because. Do we, want, do we want to F them or because we have an S rank at the other end of the spectrum, do we want to NA them? Or would it be a U, like an unsatisfactory?
2: Or I don't know. What's what's <laughs> the opposite of a of a of an S? A NA is like non. N A is like non-applicable. <laughs> I don't know that this is non-applicable.
0: We could just go F, I guess. F minus.
2: I don't know that it. Is. I have to watch it to make it an F minus. I
0: gotta.
2: I have to actually care about it for it to be an F. minus. You know what I mean? That adds yeah. a little feeling. Yeah. I mean, I I like the F. I, I like. I, I don't know. I like an N A or I like anything that just means it's it's at the bottom of the Let's list. Let's just call you know it an I mean? F
0: U then. It,
2: hey, there you go. It
0: Gets an F U from us. It got
2: an F U grade. I like that pasty. <laughs> we got an. <laughs> I like that grade. I oh, very much like that grade.
0: There, we've paddled um, the other end of our spectrum. That's good. So, pasty, so backlash did one good thing.
2: <laughs> it also gave us a very awkward transition. Oh yeah. Into our speaking out sentinel. So we got an F U. <clears throat> and now, pasty, why don't you move into
0: the next? Thing? Yes. <laughs> It is the speaking out sentinel this week, seeing as there is no shortage of speaking to be done. So let's just start it off this way. The pro wrestling world was shaken up this week with several women coming forward to share stories of being sexually assaulted by male wrestlers. Soon the hashtag speaking out was trending. It started in the UK when indie wrestler David Starr was accused of trigger. Trigger. <laughs> the women provided screen caps that seemed to pr- prove many parts of her story. Soon, many other women, some also wrestlers, began sharing their own stories, which ranged from being sexually harassed to assaulted by male wrestlers. There are so many tweets, but so far it looks as if the allegations are in the double digits, including WWE talent as of today, which apparently led to them having an emergency meeting. Many of the names have multiple allegations against them. Some of the names include Jordan Devlin from NXT UK. Will Ospreay of New Japan Pro Wrestling. God, I'm glad I never liked him. Joe (laughs) Coffey. Hey, my shoes are already off, Joe, uh, from NXT UK. Leggero from NXT UK. Joey Ryan from Impact. um, Mikey Whiplash. Marty Skrull from Ring of Honor. Bubblegum. Kid Fight and Alexander Dean. We will cover the ones we could find actual tweets and reports for here, starting with the tweet that blew this movement up. Twitter account account Slay Mysterio, or Tori, short for Victoria, an independent wrestler.
2: Can I just say I love that the the Twitter account Slay Mysterio? That's awesome.
0: It's pretty (laughs) cool. Was previously in a relationship with notable indie wrestler David Starr, posted a series of screenshots and messages pointing to sexual misconduct, posting things such as he's a sack of shit who mentally, emotionally, and sexi- sexually abuses his girlfriends. And you reap or you keep saying you have apologized, but I don't remember doing that, but I apologize to rape is not an apology. It is not? No. <laughs> You have never apologized. You've crawled into other wrestlers' DMs to muddy my name. Star has responded as well, saying, I've done plenty of wrong in my life, especially regarding my relationship with my partners. I am not a predator, but I have been an emotionally immature dickhead to my partners. To be fair, Victoria has tweeted screenshots of messages, and they are pretty damning but way too many to report here. So if you're curious, just Google the situation. Hit up the Twitskis. Everything is there. Or Reddit, if you're that professed. I, I don't
2: do that. Yeah, and, I, and I'd say that about all of this. We don't have everything on all of this because it'd just be us sitting here just reading Twitter all day long. and yeah. That's not what you're here for. We're here to talk about it. Um, I'll be the first to say, I don't think I even knew David Starr until this came out, so...
0: Yeah, I don't believe he's really crossed my radar.
2: So, first of all, I'm not going to miss him. Second of all, I believe Victoria, third of all. Uh, and, and for those of you, what, it, it's not the Victoria that you know from the past, not Tara from Impact, or, you know, it's not her, and it's not any of the Tories that were in WWE. It's a independent wrestler, Victoria, so don't want you to confuse people, but... But that but that started it I mean that was the that was the spark that started the flame, so it's a it's a bad thing it happened. It's a good thing Victoria spoke out, and probably probably a good thing at this time with so much going on right now with standing up for injustice yes. all across the board. I think that was
0: if there's a time to make noise, the time is now.
2: Yeah, so moving on to some more names that most peop- that more people have probably heard of. A woman named Candy Cartwright accused Matt Riddle of assaulting her in a van when she denied a sexual advance. Quote, I'm posting this because I have been so sad for so long. I didn't realize that what he did to me was not okay. I realize now, reading these other brave women's stories, that I can't be afraid anymore and I have to speak out. Back in May of 2018, I was riding with Matt Riddle and a few other wrestlers. During the van ride, when three other wrestlers had fallen asleep, Matt asked me to, quote, hop on his dick.
0: So eloquent.
2: Well, I mean, I've asked you to do that every now and then, and you never. (laughs) But, you know, that's a different, you and I are a different situation.
0: we're comfortable with each other.
2: Exactly. When I refused... And she says, although we had previously been together, I was incredibly uncomfortable in that setting. And that's understandable. In a van with multiple other people. Right. When I said no, he grabbed me by my throat, choked me, and said, what if I just made you? I ended up giving him oral sex, praying someone wouldn't wake up and see, to get out of having intercourse with him. It was incredibly humiliating. It is never okay to put your hands on a woman... It's also not okay to not listen when she says no.
0: Yes. As of this morning, I had heard rumors that WWE had pulled his debut on SmackDown from airing. Spoiler alert, he debuted and won his first match tonight Woo! on SmackDown. Uh, his, Matt Riddle's lawyer came out and said that the, the family has been aware of this woman for years and that she has been stalking him and them and they have the the capabilities to fight this in court and i would assume wwe has pretty strong confidence in him calling him from up from nxt still tonight with all of this in the air yeah
2: and but, and obviously this was a a pre-taped segment so this he had his match in one before any of this came out so i give them that but, God, you'd think they'd have the class, again, since it's pre-taped, just yeah. to fucking hold it up. Totally. There's no way they couldn't have filled.
0: I, come on, it's a Five SmackDown minutes. segment. How yeah. long was the match? Mitchell's debut, it was a squash. He came in and won. It, it, yeah. Won extra There's, commercials.
2: No way they couldn't have filled that time with something else. I, dude, that, that's class. That's classless. Even if, even if he is 100% innocent, and, and uh, any of these men are innocent until proven guilty, 100%. Yes, yes. And all of these women are believable until proven unbelievable. Let's say both ways. Yeah. But there, there's no reason WWE couldn't have pulled that and held that segment. It's a, it's during the COVID time. Nobody's watching right now. Anyways, you can hold his fucking debut. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Isa. uh, Sierra Loxton put Joe coffee on blast for not leaving her alone. She claims not only or not to be the only target of coffee's obsessions, Loxton had to block coffee on Twitter, but she also alleges that he has a history of sexual harassment. This allegedly includes sending unsolicited nude photos, voice notes, and stalking women.
2: That's sad, coffee's pretty good. I like coffee, to be honest. Um don't get to watch him in NXT, but I don't watch NXT UK, but
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, this is one of the more uh,
0: surprising at least,
2: but no not even more surprising just uh, as far as details go one of the, 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 the least explicit <laughs> like at least it doesn't I don't know how she felt or what he did to her but at least in writing like okay this is a breather before we get into some other bad ones Um, like the next one coming up Gentleman Jack Gallagher who has not acted very gentlemanly.
0: Actually, he's switched to a heel gimmick recently, I guess, which probably wasn't the best thing for
2: him. Well, you know, either way, he's been released from WWE, so they don't have the confidence in him that they have in Matt Riddle. Let's say that. He was accused of sexual assault by a woman named Becky. Becky recalled the incident in a tweet and noted that it happened on New Year's Eve 2014. Uh, Gallagher allegedly grabbed her by grabbed her and tore her skirt when she wouldn't sit on his lap. Another woman, who's named Tori, responded and I don't know if this is the Victoria or a different Tori, I'm not sure, responded to Becky's tweet and wrote, We don't know each other, but Jack raped one of my best friends. I've been angrily sitting on that for so long, but she hasn't been ready to tell her story. So again, not a lot of detail, but not pretty even in the the little bit that we see
0: yeah a woman named hannah francesca has accused nxt uk star jordan devlin of abuse francesca tweeted of photos of bruises on her body and accused the former nxt cruiserweight champion of causing them saying quote this is absolutely right the boys club mentality makes it even harder for victims to speak out I approached a promotion about being abused by someone on their card and was told one of my boys wouldn't do that. I didn't talk about what happened to me for a long time after, Francesca wrote in a now-deleted tweet. She continued in another now-deleted post, I absolutely understand your intent here, but I'm not going to be sued by a man with a lot of power and WWE money. It's a lot more complicated than just naming and shaming, she added. I was also told to reach out to my abuser as the whole thing might just be a, quote, misunderstanding woman face palming emoji. (laughs) Promoters, educate yourself. Don't gaslight your fans or talent.
2: Yeah. And Jordan Devlin just isn't high enough on the list for people to just be protecting, so. Yeah. That's my personal opinion.
0: If they weren't gonna protect Gentleman Jack, I don't see Devlin getting any
2: kind of protection. For real. For Again, everybody's innocent we don't know. We don't right. know, but these are but the stories need to be told. And if yes. and if they turn out to be false, you know, we here at Beef Sticks are gonna be the first ones to let you know that we've heard
0: they that. Tell that you a lot of true. fake shit anyway. So <laughs> for do real. your own research. <laughs>
2: Uh, independent wrestler Natalie Sykes has publicly accused NXT UK luchador El Legro of sexually harassing her. I am so unbelievably scared, but I guess I have nothing to lose. Thank you to those who have encouraged me to come forward. Now, Ligero has responded and admits to inappropriate behavior and sending unwanted messages to female talent. Quote, the current story that has been released by Violet O'Hara slash Claire Michelle Oldfield is neither accurate nor true, Ligero stated on Twitter. This is completely false allegations, and whilst I've done other things in my life that I deeply regret, this this isn't an accurate or truthful portrayal of events. This is something I strongly deny and is something I've been in the process of speaking to a legal team about. It's inappropriate, it's an embarrassment, and it's an absolute shameful way to act from someone in a position of trust. I sincerely apologize for my actions and any hurt I've caused. I have no justification of my actions in the slightest. In these situations, I have failed people as a friend, as a fiancé, and as a decent human being. So he's kind of going back and forth there. He starts out with the current story that has been released is neither accurate nor true, but then at the end he says that he's been an embarrassment, shameful, and apologizes and that the situations he's failed as a friend, a fiancé, and a decent human being. So I'm not sure. He's kind of toeing the line there, Mm pasty. Like maybe I didn't rape her. But you know, I forced her to do hand stuff. I I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't, I don't know. It's uh, phew, phew, phew. bad taste in the mouth. Really,
2: really. Uh, I'm not gonna say it. I'm bigger <laughs> than that.
0: AEW ring announcer Justin Roberts is being accused of sexual misconduct. A fan came forward with screenshots of DMs she had with Justin Roberts back in 2014 when she was only 17 years old. During their communications, Roberts tries to convince the girl to send him some NSFW photos. Just and what does NSFW
2: mean, pasty?
0: Not safe for water fields.
2: Damn right. <laughs>
0: Uh, she states that she was naive and that she had never spoken to she had never been spoken to in such a manner i 've held onto to these for a long time. she said I felt ashamed, and like somehow it was my fault. I was seventeen naive had never been spoke to in such a manner. It makes me so uncomfortable looking back at it now, legal or not, a man in his thirties has no right to talk to a teenager hashtag well, i mean out.
2: i mean. People in their 30s can talk to teenagers.
0: Yeah.
2: Let's just let's put that out there. <laughs> I think she meant in that manner.
0: Right. Does that mean I'm not going to be allowed to talk to my daughter in a few years? Well,
2: I mean, you can't even go to the McDonald's <laughs> drive-thru. You know what I
0: mean? You're kind of fucked. Uh... Go ahead. All right. This <laughs> is terrifying, but the right thing to do. Speaking out. And yes, he was aware I was a teenager. Legal age in the U.K. is 16, but if you think it's okay for a man in his 30s to converse with such a young girl still growing physically and mentally like this, then you need a serious reality check. And I did read the tweets, and it was very much him begging, pleading, and harassing her to send him photos. Even if it's her in a tank top, it would be good enough to get him off. Like
2: Very, yeah. very creepy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh
2: very very creepy. Uh, Millie McKenzie, yet another independent star. You see how these independent wrestlers are not even just the independent, the, these women in wrestling. It, I can't even I can't even imagine what it I honestly can't imagine what it's like. Um another independent star. She's accused Travis Banks of being abusive during a the relationship they had when she was only 17 years old. She wrote, uh, very scary doing this, but I don't want anyone else to have to go through what I did. Things need to change. Things didn't end with Jake. I began training under Travis Bank. When I was 17, we had a secret one-year relationship in which he wouldn't speak to me. Me, or which he wouldn't speak to me, or be near me in public in case anyone would find out. Cheated on me multiple times in front of my face and was horrible to me had a massive effect on my mental health and self-confidence. I hated wrestling and the person I became when I was with him, speaking out. I really hope that speaking out movement actually creates the change the wrestling industry so desperately needs.
0: Yeah. Jimmy Havoc's ex-girlfriend, Rebecca Crow has alleged he was abusive during their three-year-long relationship. She wrote, I'm scared to write this because I know people will defend him through anything because he's always been lovely to me, unquote. But my tears as I write this don't lie. I had a year and a half therapy to finally break free of my own brain defending him time and time again. I dated Jimmy Havoc for almost three years. Why didn't I leave sooner? So many reasons. He would routinely try to self-harm in front of me when we fought, which was often. I had to fight scissors and blades out of his hands on more than one occasion. I tried to call ambulances for him, and he would snatch my phone out of my hands. Every other week, I would receive a fresh threat of suicide. He would sit next to me and refuse to speak to me and refuse to even look at me for hours as I cried and I screamed and I begged him. He told me he would take part in the tournament of death and kill himself there. And if I tried to go in and save them, he'd tell the door to not let me in. The first time I left was after SmackDown at the O2. He was drunk and verbally abusive. I told him that I'd, he'd also upset my friend, and he stormed over to her, grabbed her by the arm, got up in her face to apologize. She was afraid. AEW has announced that he's receiving treatment and counseling for mental health and substance abuse challenges. Havoc's status within the company will be addressed once he completes rehab. Uh, AEW tweeted, We wish Jimmy Havoc all the best as he receives treatment and counseling in an effort to overcome the mental health and substance abuse challenges in his life. All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. Boo. We are aware of various reports related to Jimmy. We are evaluating his status with our company and we will address it when he has successfully completed his rehabilitation. <laughs>
2: Oh lot to digest there. There's, An awful there's lot.
0: another there's another tweet, uh another another woman who came out about Jimmy Havoc too. Uh she was younger, a fan. She had been invited to a wrestler's after party with Jimmy Havoc. She didn't know what she was getting into, but she went anyway. They drank for hours until the next morning, uh, when they were going she walked him back to his hotel room. He invited her in. She was pretty pretty hungover you know sobering up from it but she wanted she just felt like sleeping in a bed would be better than trying to go all the way back to wherever she was um and he he had talked to her about issues in his relationship that he was in and then he asked if he could stick his dick in her and she she denied it but she stayed and he ended up having sex with her And the next morning she was woken up to him slamming his head on the hotel room door multiple times. Obviously regretful for what he had done. Knowing that he was fucking his own life up and and probably hers. And he tried to apologize. She had spoken out to the promotion who said that they would no longer have him on their shows. But then a year later had him on another one of their shows. She said she's more upset with the promotion than she is with Jimmy Havoc. But... That's another side of the story that came out. And I'm pretty sure I got that pretty down to the mark.
2: No, I I actually read that, too, when you were talking about how she was more pissed at the promotion and everything. I think it's, uh, to me, this one one is so sick to me because it seems so purposely manipulative. Mm -hmm. We all know Jimmy Havoc's wrestling style, okay? He's a very hardcore, you know, anything goes wrestler. You got blades, you got barbed wire, you got fire, you got anything you want, tax. And he's gonna sit there and and quote unquote self harm himself in front of these women to get what he wants. That pain means nothing to, That is just a tactic to get what you want. If that yeah. if that's if that's legitimately what he's doing, yeah. Like that's nothing. I don't buy that for a second. That's just me. And it's sad because I, I, I'm a huge Jimmy Havoc fan.
0: Yeah.
2: A uh, huge Jimmy Havoc fan, but.
0: He has a that... lot of mental health issues though, too. And so. He does.
2: And, and he's been open about that. This isn't the first we've heard about that. Yeah. um, But. Um, as somebody who knows a lot about mental health issues and everything like that, it. It doesn't okay doing no. negative things yeah. to other people. Using
0: it as a weapon against other people to, to rain power over them is not good.
2: Yeah. You might you might need help just as much as somebody who is a drunk driver and accidentally... Or somebody who's an alcoholic, drinks and drives and kills somebody. They, they might be better off in rehab than in prison. I'll be the first yeah. to say that. So maybe Jimmy Havoc does need uh, psychological help over anything else. But... It doesn't okay what happened either. Um, moving right along to another of uh, wrestlers that one of my favorite wrestlers, but
0: Kind of I'm gonna sense, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go to yeah,
2: I was gonna say I'm gonna go to hell for saying this, but come on, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter user Corrine Mink posted a note recalling an incident with King of Dong style, Joey Ryan. Uh. Mink had gone to pick up Ryan from the airport, and on the way back she said that she had been molested by Ryan. Quote, hey, y'all. Don't start a molestation (laughs) story with hey, y'all. Honestly, that is... I mean, everybody should be taken seriously, but you just shouldn't start a a molestation story with hey, y'all. But we're we're just going to read it verbatim. Hey, y'all. One time I was picking up Joey Ryan from the airport, and he, like, groped my thigh and chest while I was driving, tried to get me to go to his hotel room, and then kissed me to convince me to do so. Mink then confided in the promoter in charge of WrestlePro, who offered their support by apologizing and promising, we've heard this before, they will yeah. never book the King of Sleaze again. However, the promotion ended up booking Ryan on their show a year and a half later. Um, this one again... Not as much detail. Um, a, a, any kind There's of a lot of people who hate Joey wrong. Ryan
0: just for his gimmick,
2: right? Could right. be any
0: of those people. But if Joey Ryan was a molester, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. I uh, agree.
2: I don't like. I mean, it's it, this. It's probably just her. I mean, this is just her talking. But I have a hard time starting it with "Hey, y'all." Yeah and then when she's like and he like groped me like i don't know i guess i it's a it's a yeah it's a generation thing or something um but definitely again not okay not okay don't don't grab women while they're driving that's not only rude and, and sick but it's a danger to everybody on the road
0: mm-hmm.
2: okay and then Again, promoters, the gaslighting, Uh, the gaslighting in in wrestling, again, has been going on forever. You hear about, uh, back in the day, I mean, you talk about 60s, 70s, 80s, even into the 90s, when anybody anybody talked about Memphis wrestling, the first thing people talked about before Jerry Lawler or the Jarrett or uh, Junkyard Dog or any of the stuff back there, they talked about guys fucking underage girls because Memphis wrestling was just known for the place where you go to fuck underage girls and it was okay. Everybody allowed it to happen. Everybody covered it up. The gaslighting is the the gaslighting, the, the wrestling business is the biggest problem here.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, We can move on. I'm sorry because we aren't even at the end here. Now, Marty, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already on my soapbox.
0: Uh. Mikey Whipwreck and the women's promotion, Fierce Females, would no longer be associated with one another. The allegations against Whiplash first surfaced on social media early in the day on six eighteen, which was yesterday, and they addressed multiple concerns about the UK promoter. It's hard for all of us to watch Fierce Females at all women's promotion. Talk about it being a safe place for fans and wrestling alike. When many of us have felt decidedly unsafe in the presence of its promoter, Mikey Whiplash. Our experiences all differ in severity, but there is a pattern of mental abuse and manipulation that all of us recognize. Sending un- unsolicited messages to female trainees and workers. Making unwanted sexual advances, both by massage or by message and in person.
2: <laughs> my, my massage isn't okay either, let's just be honest.
0: <laughs> Emotionally manipulating... Gaslighting female workers, and even becoming physically violent with a number of women. Many of us have been bullied and belittled, feeling like we were walking on eggshells at a show because we didn't dare make him angry. Some might ask why we continue to stay silent about this and why we continued to work for the company. Many of us have been afraid to say anything, afraid that we wouldn't be believed, that our bookings would be taken from us, or that we'd be blacklisted from companies. The boys protecting the boys mentality stopped us from feeling that we had a voice. Even now, with so many women coming forward to talk about their experiences, we are still terrified of the consequences. That is the influence of these experiences. It is uncomfortable. And there will still be those who don't believe us. That is your choice.
2: Yeah, that's that's the problem. Is There's still people that... The worst thing is going to happen is that one or two or even maybe, you know, seven or eight of these are going to come out as either fake or over-exaggerated or, or just not enough evidence to prove they're real. And everybody's going to look at all of them and say they're all making it up or just just go with it, you know?
0: Yeah. Get, I saw I saw a post in a fucking wrestling group today that just said, that's life, get over it.
2: That's not life. Being no. raped is not life. No, I want someone. You know what? I'll go over there and rape him.
0: That's that's. I, I want when to I'm done, I'll be like, that. like "That's life."
2: <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Go, go over to the bathroom sink and run some water over your asshole. That's life. Uh-huh. It's, uh,
0: people are ugly, it's, man. 2020 is the year of exposing ugly, ugly people, and boy, if it wasn't totally wrong to just round them up, put them on an island and nuke the shit out of it.
2: Yeah, because, uh, you know, you talk so much about the Black Lives Matter, which is which is 100% true. And if you've never been in that position, you can't understand it. And yeah. as I've said in the past, I grew up native on a reservation and in a racist area, and I understand a lot of it. Um, This is something I, I just cannot... I don't know what it's like to be an inferior sex. And that's that's not saying women are an inferior sex, but you read these, that's how all of these are being treated, and that's how they're being told to behave. As if, it, it doesn't matter. Listen to the men, do what the men say, shut your mouth, it's okay. I know you're not comfortable with it, but it's okay. And it's just... And people after all of this comes out, you can read all of these PC, you. And I are going to read all of these. We're not even done yet. Oh my gosh. There's still multiple <laughs> more yet.
0: Yeah. Just, just over halfway. Um,
2: <laughs> but nonetheless, the, the thing is there's going to be people listening to this who are going to walk away saying, Meh, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to give a shit. And <sighs> that's what hurts.
0: Well, their voices need to be heard. And I think, I think us, you know, restating their statements is a good way to help people hear it who may not have heard it. And and if they don't like it and they walk away from us and never listen to another beef sticks podcast again, so fucking be it.
2: Bye, bye, Felicia.
0: <laughs> it's all about Karen now. Bye, Karen.
2: <laughs> God, uh, when, she's, when that when that native woman slapped that Karen yeah. bitch for telling her to go back to her. <laughs> That was the best shit ever. God, I, I popped and marked for that. God damn. Um, okay, we're still moving though. Um This is a big one here. The next two are pretty big to be honest. Liz Savage has Liz Savage says that NWA vice president Dave Lagana sexually assaulted her. She tweeted a lengthy tweet describing him manipulating her to move to California. Stay at his place to get wrestling gigs, and then molesting her while she slept. This one is really creepy. Yeah. So it goes, "quote I woke up in the middle of the night, and he had his hand down the front of my pants, underneath my underwear. He was also touching himself. I was scared. This this sentence right here, pasty, is is what really like I just said, where it's like you, you never know how." You, these women feel I can never know how these women feel so after she woke up and he has his hand in her underwear on her vagina and he's jacking off she says I froze for a moment and pretended I was asleep that's how fucked up this world is where her first thought is to just pretend like you're asleep yeah play dead yeah fuck that's disturbing She continues, then I tossed hard and pulled away, hoping that he'd leave me alone. He did. Then he kicked me out that week with less than a week's notice. Now, due to this allegation, NWA released an official statement saying, pursuant to allegations made by pro wrestler Liz Savage on her Twitter account on 6-18-2020, NWA Vice President David Lagana has resigned his post, effective immediately, Here's the big one, though. As well as all production of NWA content is temporarily halted pending a restructuring of executive management positions. Now, first of all, I think it's awesome that they're literally shutting down the company. And it sounds like to make sure that they're venting everybody... Mm-hmm. And seeing who's, you know,
0: yeah, NWA kind of seems like a hotbed for that that behavior. Just if you think about it generally, yeah, the mentality behind NWA okay. and and where it's come from, the and, history, yeah, as we talked about earlier on the show. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, but it also worries me that a company that's just starting to build itself up and is really trying its damnedest to be irrelevant is literally halting. I mean I guess at any time during the covid's the best place to halt all production anyways but I mean it could this is this this is going to be difficult for NWA as a company to get through.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh they're they're definitely fairly young in this uh new iteration and yeah. <laughs> we thought getting through covid was hard. This is going to be another <laughs> battle.
2: At the same time literally. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh Well, it gets lighter, I guess. Um,
2: you can say that.
0: <laughs> I'm glad I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad,
2: I honestly, I'm glad you got this one too, Loke.
0: <laughs> Indie wrestler Phil Early made several accusations against Jim Cornette and his wife, Stacey Motherfucker! <laughs> going back to when Cornette ran Ohio Valley Wrestling when it was a WWE developmental territory. Below is Early's initial statement compiled from a series of tweets. Quote, I made a very vague post yesterday about at the Jim Cornette. In the face of current events, I feel I need to clarify and speak up. During my first year in the business, his wife, Stacy, attempted to groom me. She approached me via DM, sent me lewd photos I never asked for, implied protection from the Kentucky Commission, stating that he was a family friend, and told me she was going to fuck me, as if I didn't have any choice. My experience with them is tame compared to others, though when Jim was booking at OVW, if he wanted a contract uh, or on his show, you had to perform sexual acts on his wife many times with him watching. That's so believable.
2: I was, I was thinking to say, like, I could literally see Jim sitting there
0: with that in smile, the corner. In the tennis racket.
2: Yeah, uh, and maybe with <laughs> a Batman costume on.
0: I don't know. Bega, <laughs> Bega, Wendy's Nuggets.
2: Uh... Double cheeseburger, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> this has happened for many many people a close friend of mine was groomed and basically brainwashed by them for years when he finally escaped Stacy went to great lengths not only to terrorize him but to act- actively try to have other wrestlers physically assault him I was one of them she sent me pictures showing tires of his that he- she'd slashed and bragging about setting him up to lose his job his apartment even his car All because he escaped an extremely toxic relationship and didn't want anything to do with them. Stacy bragged about being able to call the Kentucky Commission to give him targets. He was a family friend, and if she wanted, she could turn his attention to anyone licensed in the state to potentially hurt and sometimes even ruin their careers. Fuck you, Jim. Fuck you, Stacy. You are scum. Cornette apparently responded to the accusations today on Twitter, saying, Hey, (laughs) y'all. It's pretty much that. I know. That's
2: what I was thinking. It's the same fucking thing.
0: (laughs) Morning, all I know that my name has to be involved in everything because it gets attention, but I'm too busy running a pizza parlor from the basement of my pedophile ring to make any Twitter goofs, and there's 700 fake accounts famous today. Helpful hint. I have been told that when you are faking screenshots of something that happened years ago, you shouldn't use the person's profile picture. That's only been up a week and a half. It's the little things, but that's for the attorneys to discuss. Where he was immediately busted out saying, no, if the person still had those DMs, your current profile picture would show up in them. Uh...
2: And, of course, Jim Cornette's the only one that can make a pedophile joke while right. defending rape accusations. Oh. Like, that's that's Cornette. He yeah. gives zero fucks. Yep. He's like, yeah, fuck you. We may or may not have raped you, but you know what? I'm just going to make a little pedophile joke here. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh. Uh. Yeah, this one... <sighs> Out of uh, you know what, again, believe all of them until they're gone, but this one just seems very realistic, (laughs) Um, especially knowing the history of (laughs) wrestling, knowing the history of southern wrestling promotions.
0: (sighs) I mean, Jim Cornette calls everybody cucks. Usually, when you're something, you blame everybody else for that thing.
2: That's true, faggot. Wow. I hope everybody doesn't Ooh. hate me for saying that. word. are am trying Pride to make month. a joke. <laughs> Hello. I love gays cuz I am one.
0: Uh,
2: Obviously. Uh,
0: we did have um, the gym owner convinced we were a gay couple that one time. That was funny. We did. That, that was good.
2: That was really good. That was good. Um so there you go. Jim Cornette, sin fun stuff, but it's good. It's good to see a male perspective because a lot of times um, you get too focused on the female perspective. And again, in the wrestling business, it is, it's super slanted against the, the woman and the female, but let's not forget that males also get abused, get degraded and get assaulted both sexually, physically, mentally, everything. And on that, Good friend of the the show, hashtag IHOPTJP, TJ Perkins, posted his own hashtag speaking out story, which took place when he was 15 years old and just learning how to be a pro wrestler. He said that he was taken advantage of by an older female wrestler. Quote, I've always felt that double standard is wrong. On the flip side, I shared two stories last night with a loved one of myself at 15 being taken advantage of slash pressured by older girls in wrestling who were 2022 20, at the time. Hard to share because men are expected to be proud of such things. What makes it tough in the other direction is guys are both expected to be proud of such things and also shamed for the sexist, sexist nature of being proud of such things. But it felt uncomfortable, nervous, empty, etc., as anyone would feel in the situation. Difficult to express. I definitely don't suggest it's 50-50 or anything, and I absolutely don't want to take any focus away from anyone who is sharing, regardless of their gender. There's obviously double standards existing both ways, and everyone's experiences are different and should be viewed individually. So he didn't necessarily call anyone out specifically, but it's good that he's keeping the story going and letting people know that, Yes, it's also males. It's also underage males that are being taken advantage of from not only other male wrestlers, but women wrestlers as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's it's a tough place because, you know, women, women say it's hard for them to be taken seriously, but I, I feel like if a man was to come out and say he was raped, I feel like the world would just laugh. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, um... The, the south park episode nice yeah. you know what i'm talking about yep, right yep. i mean that just that that says it all right there it's it's true it's true it's sad and it's um it isn't it 100% isn't as big of a problem as as women being abused 100% it not 100 99% isn't as big of a problem but it is an issue and it's an issue that you and i aren't going to see that become one that's fought for in our lifetimes. No. It won't be. That's something that it's going to be way down the line.
0: Uh, And finally, UK-based wrestling promotion, Progress Wrestling has issued a statement in regards to the allegations made against wrestlers on their roster announcing that David Starr and Mark Paz Perry will no longer work with Progress and that Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, and Scotty Davis will be suspended indefinitely. They also stated that the tag team titles held by Devlin and Davis will be vacated. They also wrote, We take these allegations extremely seriously. Those under suspension will have their situation reviewed periodically between now and events starting again. We continue to monitor and listening to the speaking out movement so that we can take appropriate action where it is necessary. Which uh, is very much the opposite of what WWE did with Matt Riddle tonight.
2: Very much the opposite. Opposite, not I, obvious. Well, <laughs> i do. uh I do find the wording odd. We will continue to monitor and listen to the speaking out movement so we can take appropriate action where necessary. How about whether they're called out on Twitter or not? Just get rid of the fucking
0: rapist and molesters. yeah. yeah. Why and do you, why do you have situation reviewed to review periodically be na- between now and events starting again? So basically because events aren't happening now, it doesn't matter that they're working for you anyway. So they get to go sit on their couches and once events start again, they're probably going to come back. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's not very progressive progress. Oh, <laughs> 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 that was
2: Perfect.
0: That's not very progressive progress. That was halfway through hitting a ball too. Fuck. Oh, got me all yeah. kinds of ways.
2: I don't care, man. You just you <laughs> just nailed the line of the night. It's not that progressive
0: progress.
2: That's fucking awesome. <laughs> too true, do true. I mean, it's it's good. It's good. They're making some moves and following up, especially since fifty percent of their roster is called out. But even even. <sighs> It's Even their statement, like, just is worded like a man, I guess.
0: Yeah, yep, yep, very much so. Yep.
2: How about just, we're just going to look at everybody, and anybody who's fucking raping people or molesting people are just gone. Yeah. <sighs> it shouldn't be that difficult. And, yes, you're not going to know everybody that is or isn't, but at the same time, you're not going to know none of them that are or aren't. Hello you know yeah you know we've Let's all worked it up places. For them.
0: you can tell by their reactions whether or not they're being honest or not yeah in most we've cases. all worked
2: places and you know the people that are half-assing it you know the people that are coming in late you know the people that are getting you know going out for three or four smoke breaks when they're not supposed to we all know those people and maybe we don't all call them out but
0: well those people also aren't as bad as rapists
2: But that's what I'm saying. We don't call them out, but they're also not rapists. You know those. I mean, they know who's. They know a lot of the people that are doing those things. Mm -hmm. They hear. They hear water cooler talk. Oh yeah, Yeah, locker
0: room stories, man. Yeah, I'm sure sure a lot of these women who come out, their their stories have already been bragged through many locker rooms.
2: Oh, 100. I'm telling you. With that, pasty, I guess we move on to uh, the actual Savage Sentinel it's crazy that we've had a bigger speaking out Sentinel than we've had a savage Sentinel in months.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: But, uh, it's, uh, that's actually, that's super fucking sad just and depressing. Now that I just heard that next week, wow. cause
0: I'm assuming it's going to be as much or more. So, uh,
2: yeah, I don't know if it'll be more, but I'm, I'm assuming about the same amount. We'll find out. Cause like I said, we didn't even catch everybody from this week. We just caught the ones that we could oh. actually put something out there.
0: Tyler Bates in that list of names. Um,
2: Tyler the Master Bait
0: I'm trying to think there's, there's a couple more there's other like, people holy shit uh, yeah, yeah
2: so moving on to the Savage Sentinel according to a statement
0: <laughs> Will Ospreay. It's, it's, yes.
2: it's crazy that uh yeah, you know, I couldn't find anything on Will Osprey. Not a damn thing. Not even nothing mentioning. I I seen a couple of things like mentioning his name in a list of things. Yeah, but not a single thing about him. So you yeah, know, I
0: got. I, I'm gonna dig um, some more into that and see if I can find anything because uh, he might have just least, been. He might have just been mentioned because he was a
2: UK wrestler. You know what yeah, I mean?
0: Yeah, but at least then, if he did do something, there's there's a perfectly good excuse for why I've never enjoyed him. There you go. <laughs> I could just sense it. Um, but he liked James Ellsworth. Shut so up. So then, man. going
2: from uh, from horrible news to just scary again, horrible news. Ugh. It's sad. According to a statement sent by WWE, an NXT a developmental talent has reportedly tested positive for the coronavirus. The talent was last on site at WWE's training facility on Tuesday, June 9th. Since that time, no other individuals attended the facility. That attended the facility have reported symptoms. That was actually during a TV taping. WWE noted that all talent production crew and employees on site at the training and production facilities will be tested for COVID-19 immediately to ensure the health and safety of the company's performers and staff. Meltzer mentioned the invited fans ringside.
0: Yeah,
2: mostly that happened. Friends, yeah, mostly just friends and family members of talent were not allowed to wear masks if they were at ringside for tapings uh, at the Performance Center. He states that several people in attendance contacted him to say that they were not allowed. From so, what I had
0: heard, they were bringing in those non-talent people throughout the show so that the in-ring talent wouldn't even notice.
2: Yeah. So we have random people coming in who aren't even part of WWE. Um, they're allegedly... No, they weren't all being tested. We we know that they they even said that they aren't. Yeah,
0: really. yeah, no, no. They A-W said they were being w tested afterward. All their people, they just do the the. We're gonna check your temperature. Temperature.
2: Yeah, yeah they do the temperature check. So, yeah. um, so, so during the TV A-W, taping, I'm
0: tipping my hat to that company because at least well, well,
2: well. There's been news articles that the AEW testing is also
0: well, it's the Florida. lackluster it's testing. Florida. So.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know.
0: That's They're all dollar store tests down there. Uh and I've and I've
2: also heard that some of the tests like aren't the immediate ones or so I don't know. It it doesn't matter, but for sure one of the people who was in the, the audience, whether it was uh Raw, SmackDown or whatever, I don't know, maybe they tape them all together. I don't know what they do anymore. Did did test positive for COVID nineteen when they were after they were there. And they're letting in outside people who, again, are friends and family members. They're not just random outside people. But just because you're a friend or family member doesn't mean you don't have COVID.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And they aren't allowed to wear masks. They should at least have
0: the option. Hey, it's just a small preview for the Trump rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma tomorrow. They say they'll be handing out masks, but I doubt anybody's (laughs) going to be wearing them.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so just, again, scary, sad shit.
0: Scary, yeah. sad.
2: It's the world we live in is scary, sad shit.
0: Yep. Oh, Kevin Owens is backed out. He's not going to any more shows until this is all
2: done now. Yep. Oh, yeah, I heard that, too. He's, He's
0: going to go hang out with Sam Sammy and Jane. Jane. Yeah, exactly. God, let him show up in AEW. <laughs>
2: Tracy, tell us some
0: some good news. All right. According to PW Insider, New Japan Pro Wrestling held a set of Lions Break Collision TV tapings Saturday in the Los Angeles area. The show was a closed set with social distancing rules in place and had about nine or ten matches were filmed. Dave Marquez Championship Wrestling from Hollywood handled production for the show that featured 11 matches in total. The roster featured American talent as there's still a closed border, including former MLW champion Tom Lawler, that filthy boy. So he's not too filthy. I don't want to see his name coming up on the list.
2: Yeah, yeah, let's keep him off the list.
0: Making his debut for the Japanese company, which is fucking awesome. Good for you. MLW was aware of Tom Lawler's appearance for New Japan beforehand. Others who wrestled were Carl Fredericks, Mysterioso, Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, Rocky Romero, TJP, Oh, yeah, and Jeff Cobb. No word yet on when these matches will air, but New Japan will return to live shows in Japan this past Monday with the New Japan Cup, Will Starting, this past Tuesday and running through July 3rd.
2: Well, thankfully, none of those were on the negative list. Yes. I'm happy to see Rocky Romero. I'm excited.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. At first I was like, it's in Los Angeles. I'm like, oh okay. It, it makes sense. You gotta get your American talent some work somehow. Right? Why not? It's good on him. Good on him.
2: Uh now to end up the show, pasty, we have some uh comings and goings here. Major League Wrestling has announced the return of Selena De La Renta. Woo-hoo! Selena is now under an exclusive MLW contract. MLW noted that Selena had acquired a promoting and managing license, and she made her return on this week's episode of Pulp Fusion.
0: Yes. AEW signed Abaddon. The goth agitator appeared on AEW Dynamite, defeating Anna Jay on Dynamite this week. Abaddon is only about a year into her pro wrestling career, Working primarily on the West Coast with Denver, Colorado's Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling, Abaddon checks the boxes AEW needs in that division right now. She has a look. A scary fucking look.
2: A a really creepy look. (laughs)
0: Like, if they're not trying to get Bray Wyatt to say, fuck WWE, I want to go to AEW and have a real Sister Abigail, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, (laughs) She has a presence in the ring. She's capable in ring. And she has it, which means she's a 8-foot-tall, 350-pound muscular man in Vince's yes. eyes. <laughs> they shouldn't screw this up. The women's division needs more talent. She should be a good addition, and this can help grow and build herself as well. And I saw her debut match. Very impressive. I love the entrance. I love the paint. And then you see her without the paint. You're like, holy shit, she's good at what she does.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. She's got the paint. She's got the contacts. She's two different
0: contacts. Yeah. She's like got the. the uh, it's so like disturbing when you have two different contacts like that.
2: You know, when you grow up on the res and you see res dogs and they all have two different kinds of eyes, you're kind of <laughs> used to that. Res re, res folk know what I'm talking about. You all know the res dogs; they always have the two different eyes. Yeah. yeah.
0: One of my, uh, one of my friends had an Alaskan Malamute or a Husky or something, and I had two different colored eyes. That was cool. But,
2: yeah. Also on AEW Dino Knight Dino Night, Dino yes, Knight.
0: Dino Night. It's all about Luchasaurus. I'm
2: telling you, Ricky Starks <laughs> dropped a TNT title match to Cody on the show. Tony Khan announced Ricky Starks had been signed to an AEW contract, saying. Thank you, Stark Man Jones, for a great effort tonight. While he didn't win the Open Challenge and the TNT title, he opened a lot of eyes on AEW Dynamite. Thank you, Cody Rhodes and Arn, for nominating a great challenger. I was glad to sanction the match. Now, congrats, Ricky. You earned it. Starks was previously a member of the NWA roster and former NWA TV champion.
0: Good on him. I guess Cody's been having quite a few good matches defending his TNT title weekly, as it should. I like that it's open challenge titles, so the rankings don't have to come into a factor. Um, yeah. Good, good, good. 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 Now let's get into the injury report, which is very short, thankfully. Uh, unfortunately, it involves Edge. <laughs> <coughs> Who probably shouldn't be uh, wrestling 45-minute matches, uh, huh? huh, huh? <laughs> probably not.
2: Probably not.
0: Although, at the same time, I wouldn't doubt if this was some kind of a storyline dealio, just to keep him out. Because the way Orton went after Christian, and now it just it lines up with stuff.
2: Also, at the same time, let's be honest, that 45-minute match, I didn't watch it, but if it's anything like the one before, I mean, that wasn't 45 minutes of a no. match. They had like five... 10-minute matches that they edited together. Yeah. Come on.
0: And a lot of heavy breathing
2: sessions.
0: (laughs) WWE has confirmed Edge suffered a torn tricep during the greatest wrestling match ever against Randy Orton. Why wouldn't they save that match title for Saudi Arabia? just seems like something that would belong there.
2: Well, because they can't go to Saudi Arabia this year.
0: They're that's, still planning
2: I, on it. I can almost I can almost guarantee you that's why. That that's probably something they had planned for Saudi Arabia and they're like, oh yeah. shit, we can't go this year, fuck it.
0: <laughs> well, for all everything I heard, it's still planned to happen this year. So It's not
2: happening. They don't have it say <laughs> I mean they don't have it saying it, let's just be honest. Uh, it's not happening. <laughs> There's no way international travel is gonna be opened up that big before the end of the year. Hey, X. X <laughs>
0: The rated R superstar reportedly suffered a tear in his right arm while doing retakes for the tape match earlier this month at the WWE Performance Center.
2: Oh, don't break kayfabe on us, pasty. <laughs> retakes? No way. I like how he got injured during the
0: retakes. I know. If like, not the actual once. match. Right. Just do it fucking once. <laughs> uh, WWE's announcement revealed Edge has already undergone successful surgery and is back home rehabbing. There's no official timetable on his return as of this writing because he's he's expected to be out of action for around 8 months or so. Edge, why did you even come back? Didn't you know this was going to happen? We all kind of knew this was going to happen, Edge. Everybody everybody knew that you being gone for so long wasn't good for your body even though you've been taking care of it. <laughs> you haven't been wrestling like that. And right. it's you WWE been two
2: 45-minute matches. Yeah. And let's be honest, I, I think him being out for eight months or so will probably actually help the character because then he can go away for a while and then yeah. it can be a big deal again. And I think at this point in his career, just like The Undertaker, like Sting, like other folks, it's best to have him in short spurts. It is. and uh, But I would say, and like you mentioned earlier, not for an Orton thing, but and to elevate younger talent would yeah. be the best thing I would yeah. use him for.
0: I don't think anybody cares about a story between old, two old guys who peaked years ago.
2: I mean, it depends on who it is. You give me uh, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, at this point, I'll fucking watch it.
0: Oh, man. I'll watch it live. I'll watch it through, like, cracks in the fingers of my hands.
2: I'll watch it live.
0: <laughs> Front row? You gonna pay for those tickets?
2: Um, No, I'm not paying for the tickets unless the whole <laughs> show is fucking that good. <laughs>
0: That's the whole show.
2: But I'm saying it's that legit, match like, <laughs> like legit in the ring, they'll sell it, you know? I mean, just look at Hogan Rock back at our WrestleMania 18. It's like neither one of them.
0: Neither Hogan one of them Sting before. in a WWE cinematic match could be fun.
2: That would be very fun. I'd be down on
0: it. I, I even would have been down for like Hogan McMahon at Mania in a cinematic match.
2: Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, you can put almost anybody in a cinematic match, and if you do it correctly, not 45 minutes of editing. With edits? Shit, yeah, that would have been way better edited, don't you think? (laughs) It
0: couldn't have been worse. (laughs) For Uh, sure, for sure. That's it, pasty. That's it, we got through it. The whole show, the whole... Kit and Kaboodle, we've reached the end of our list, but the list won't end this week. So make sure you tune in next week as we pick up where we left off and probably predict for something or something. I don't know. Uh... We'll probably probably have a list next week, and I'm not talking
2: about this list. (laughs) I think we're going to have a list because I don't think there's anything to predict coming
0: up we make a list of the worst people on the list
2: <laughs> No, that seems too easy. <laughs> we'll we'll have a list. We'll have something. We'll have yeah. something. We'll have a game. We'll have a top 10. We'll have a, We'll have a something. It's going to be good. Hey, tune in next week. It's going to
0: be good. Yeah. Yeah. Tune in.